You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. It's all WikiLeaks all the time, we're afraid, so batten down your smart TV, stop hyperventilating, if you're the excitable kind, and listen to reports and speculation about the latest from Mr. Assange. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. The news today continues to be all about WikiLeaks and its Vault 7 document dump, which purports to contain CIA cyber espionage documents, plans, and exploits. WikiLeaks, the organization led by gadfly Julian Assange from his refuge inside Ecuador's London embassy, has issued a self-congratulatory press release about Vault 7, saying that it's now got the majority of the CIA's hacking arsenal, including malware, viruses, trojans, weaponized zero-day exploits, malware remote control systems, and associated documentation. This, of course, is a large claim. Most of the people in a position to assess the plausibility of WikiLeaks's claim think initially that the material was probably really obtained from the CIA. Among those who've offered their opinion is, as you'd expect, Edward Snowden, who said from his Moscow perch that it looks like the real goods. How that material was obtained is so far unknown. WikiLeaks won't be telling, and U.S. counterintelligence and criminal investigations will take some time to sort out what happened. Some 930 megabytes of data, or roughly 900 documents if you prefer to count them that way, are said to be in Vault 7. The targets among them include Android, iOS, macOS, Windows, Linux, and a variety of Internet of Things families. Some observers are struck by the prominence of iOS hacks in the dump. Apple has said that most of the vulnerabilities Vault 7 indicates were exploitable had already been patched by the time WikiLeaks revealed them. Assuming that the leaked material is legitimate, several speculative conclusions suggest themselves. First, it's unsurprising, despite the screamer headlines, that the CIA uses cyber espionage tools in its intelligence collection. It's also unsurprising that it cooperates with intelligence services in the other five eyes, the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. The documents do suggest a great many devices have been and can be hacked, and some in the security industry express concern that criminals will be able to exploit the revelations. But they don't appear to show the sort of global skeleton key into every encrypted system that some hasty reporting has claimed. The Intercept, not a publication to cut the U.S. intelligence community much slack, points out that the documents don't show that secure messaging apps have had their encryption broken, but rather that smartphones can have spyware and keyloggers installed on them, which isn't quite as alarming, or at least quite so novel. There's also less than meets the eye in some of the more spectacular hacks the dump claims to reveal. 
Graham Cluley offers some useful perspective on his blog. Weeping Angel, for example, named after a Doctor Who character, has excited a lot of alarm because, well, who wants their Samsung smart TV spying on them? But Weeping Angel is installed from a USB drive, not remotely, and not apparently in the factory or elsewhere in the supply chain. If you've got a Weeping Angel in your TV, presumably you've also had a CIA bagman in your rec room to install it. Ars Technica, in a sauce-for-the-ganderish mood, reviews CIA's eye-rolling over their NSA sister's equation group mess. The material in WikiLeaks's Vault 7 does suggest that the CIA has significant cyber espionage capability, possibly more than most would have suspected, given that NSA is typically regarded as the lead U.S. cyber intelligence agency. Needless to say, researchers across the security industry are sifting through the Vault 7 documents. One of them is Jim Walter, senior research scientist with Silence. One of the interesting parts uh, specifically is, is, you know, certain, some of the examples that they're uh, citing or some of, or utilizing uh, for some of the malware implantation or examples of uh, techniques uh, used by known malware that they're sort of embracing with uh, with some of their own tools and technologies. So, um, you know, there's certain things that sort of stand out like that uh, as, as we comb through the material. Us, like most of other others, are still sort of digging through it to find those interesting bits. So does having this list of techniques available now, does, this, does, does having that information itself represent any sort of new threat? I wouldn't say so. I think there's a lot in here that, you know, again, a lot of um, things that are covered in here technically are, um, you know, also seen in, uh, you know, known in the wild malware families already. Some uh, of the information is directly pulled from already known and familiar malware families. There's very limited, if any, you know, quote, new information. Um, Also, a lot of it has been redacted or removed as well. So, you know, this is not by any stretch a complete uh, leak. And there are obvious, uh, you know, sections where some of the juiciest or sexiest uh, details have have purposely been removed. I think, you know, to the general public, the reporting that's been out there is sort of focused on um, this notion that, you know, perhaps my television is spying on me. Um, You know, for the the people out there who who are seeing those reports, um, what advice would you have for them? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely good to be aware of the technologies that are in your home and in your surroundings and what, you know, surveilling capabilities of those technologies may or may not be. You know, chances are, you know, most of the average folks are not necessarily going to be targets of the tools that are outlined in these documents. Having said that, you know, the heightened awareness is, 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 is always a positive thing. So, you know, being aware of it is good. Um, knowing how to take control of it is good. But, uh, you know, put it in context of your day-to-day life and, um, you know, try to talk yourself down a bit if you're, if you're not a likely target of these uh, operations. That's Jim Walter from Silence. How the material exited the CIA is so far unknown, but tracking down the leak or leaks will keep investigators employed for some time. The serious security failure also represents the first crisis for the new director of Central Intelligence. So welcome to Langley, Mr. Pompeo. Among the problems he'll have to deal with, in addition to the obvious counterintelligence ones, is the plausibility Vault 7 is now lending to those who wish to maintain that Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear were really just CIA provocations all the time. The section of the vault that has given rise to those specious and probably too-good-to-be-true aha moments is one called Umbridge, which details how the agency could run false flag operations. 
Another problem the CIA, the U.S. intelligence community, and the U.S. security and IT sectors as a whole will have to deal with is the suspicion the dump will arouse about Silicon Valley's products in general. Julian Assange, by the way, says he's under cyber attack, and he may well be. We'll have more reactions to Vault 7 over the course of the week. You'll find links to non-WikiLeaks news in today's CyberWire Daily News Briefing. Do go and read about phishing at the Securities and Exchange Commission, various arrests and court settlements, and cyber policy moves in China, Australia, Canada, India, and elsewhere. Taking a quick look at our events calendar, here are three events worthy of your consideration. Booz Allen is holding a recruiting event in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, on March 15th. They invite innovators, designers, and coders to attend. On March 20th, the security community will reconvene at its jailbreak watering hole, a physical watering hole, not the bad hacking kind, in Laurel, Maryland, to talk with Novetta about Ethereum and graph databases. And on March 22nd, you can join Threat Connect for a webinar on finding what size threat intelligence fits your enterprise. You'll find links to all of these in our event tracker. Finally, to return to Weeping Angel, we'd like to reassure one of our stringers, a notorious Luddite and tightwad, who's convinced Lovey Hal was looking at him funny as he watched Gilligan's Island reruns on Antenna TV a while back. This is the sort who keeps two TVs, one with broken sound, one with broken picture, so the shows can be watched. First of all, Weeping Angel only works on smart TVs, so your cathode ray tube model is probably safe. Second of all, Lovey always looks at people funny. You would, too, if you were married to Thurston Howell III. In the complex world of enterprise identity, securing legacy web apps at scale can be daunting. Strata Identity makes it simple. With Strata, you can effortlessly integrate non-standard apps with any identity service, like MFA or SSO, with zero coding and zero hassle. Designed by Identity Architects for Identity Architects, Strata works with every vendor, standard, and app architecture. This means your apps can now speak modern protocols and integrate seamlessly with your chosen identity services. From securing on-prem web apps to migrating away from outdated identity providers or consolidating them, Strata helps you keep your complex access policies as you modernize your identity infrastructure and get rid of technical debt. Join leading organizations like 3M, Dallas County, and CIBC in securing your apps with Strata. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity security priorities, and receive a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And now, a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. 
To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. Joining me once again is Dale Drew. He's the Chief Security Officer at Level 3 Communications. Uh, Dale, welcome back. Um, you wanted to tell us today about some changes that you all are seeing when it comes to DDoS. You know, it's interesting. We're seeing the bad guys uh, actively modify their tactics and and how they're extorting and how they're attacking uh, sites using DDoS. Hmm. And so volume-based attacks are so yesterday. They're so, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're so last week. Right. Uh, so a lot of bad guys are beginning to migrate to sort of three new attack techniques, some of them very emerging and some of them getting a lot of maturity on uh, a very short time frame. So for gaming industry, we're seeing attacks called microburst attacks, and it's pretty specific to the gaming uh, or, or financial industries. These are attacks that are about 10 seconds to 30 seconds in length. So most of the DDoS scrubbing capability, most of the DDoS scrubbing infrastructure that is set to analyze attacks and set to uh, help cache large volumetric attacks can't handle a very quick microburst uh, attack. But it's enough to reset gaming sessions. And so if a bad guy does that enough, gaming uh, consumers will stop using the game and go to another game that's more stable. Uh, I see. Wow. We're having... They're seeing they have a lot of uh, effect and impact. The other one is, um, you know, th this is a bit of a of, of, an, of an evolution of a pre-existing attack, but it's more application-related attacks. And this is where we're seeing bad guys do a tremendous amount of research in the application environment of their target, mostly on the Fortune 1000 side, where they believe they can get a bit more extortion uh, revenue out of that target. But they're really analyzing the the weaknesses in their target's application portfolio, and then uh, custom writing attacks that are specific uh, to that application portfolio. So these are attacks that are going after being able to consume resources and capability of the applications that take away resources from, from legitimate users, whether it's database queries, whether it's uh, encryption uh, attacks, whether it's uh, form posting attacks, but things that are much more sort of uh, customized toward their victim. And then the last one is we're seeing a lot of attacks that are volumetric, but with regards to IP addresses, and this is mostly an a, a Internet of Things attack, like a, a Bash Light or Mariah. A lot of uh, ISPs, as an example, and a lot of scrubbing uh, capabilities are scaled to handle thousands of IP addresses or even tens of thousands of, uh, of IP addresses, but not hundreds of thousands and definitely not millions. So we're seeing where bad guys are coming from a significant number of sources, and that is overwhelming the capability of, the, this, of these infrastructures to be able to even uh, build um, a list big enough to be able to prevent all the IP addresses coming and hitting the platform. So the arms race continues. Dale Drew, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.
And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.